What is up, young adults? Thanks for tuning in today. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Also, follow us at YA underscore Power Bluff. And as always, thanks for tuning in. How's everybody doing tonight? Huh? Can I get some more mic on this? I just yelled completely. And uh, me yelling, that was still kind of low. Who's excited for Young Adults, huh? All right. Well, raise your hands. Let's go uh, before the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for this Friday night, Lord. What a great night to be in your presence. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Father, I thank you for this message tonight and your people that are here. I pray that the hearts are open, ready to receive the incorruptible word of God. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. You may be seated. Worship team, y'all are awesome. Uh, this, is a, this is a great Friday. Well, how's everybody doing tonight? This is my first time preaching with these lights, and uh, this is great. Pastor Sandy has uh, is doing a great job. Uh, we like to welcome all those via live stream. I know I saw some people on there, so please let us know where you're from. Let us know where you're watching, and if you in the building haven't uh, subscribed to the Houston Young Adults channel, literally just Google Houston Young Adults. How did we get that name? I have no idea, but we got it. Because I remember when we first made it, it told me I couldn't have that name. And then I was like, I'll just try again, like a couple months later, and I got it. So uh, Houston Young Adults. So subscribe. I know the Power Love Church, I think they're pushing 5,000 subscribers. I think. I could be wrong. But the last time I checked, I was like, really? What? Who, who did I see? Are you sure? Maybe. Sorry. Well, maybe that was a prophecy. Lord? No, I'm just kidding. You know, I never claim to be a prophet, uh, so it's okay. Uh, but anyways, I'm excited. It's our Young Adults main events. I'm really glad you're here. Uh, this is uh, your first or second service. Just raise your hand. I think I see Joe, nice to see you. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Bree, nice to see you. Uh, Bree just flew in from Paris, and so we're glad to have her here. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, uh, you know, we only have, we were in our pre-service meeting, uh, every, every young adult, we have a pre-service meeting. Uh, call it our pre-service meeting. And uh, <laughs> we were saying there's only two more young adult services for 2022. Uh, so I encourage you, do not miss out on those services, including this one, because, so we only have one more you can miss out on. So, uh, but, uh, it's been a big year for the young adults. Uh, every service, yeah, let's give it a hand clap for the Lord. Um, you know, every service, uh, has been getting better and better. And, you know, uh, we, last service, we had 65 young adults in the sanctuary, which is, you know, not, not even some big churches have young, 65 young adults. And you may say, well, you know, who cares about the numbers? Uh, well, in order to, you know, in order to make a great impact, one, one can put 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000. So if two can put 10,000, how much can 100 young adults put together? Somebody do the math. I'm just kidding. Uh, but, you know, Iron sharpens iron. How much easier is it to serve the Lord when you have somebody building you up rather than somebody tearing you down? 
I was talking to somebody. This isn't actually my message, but this is good. I'm getting blessed by this. Uh, I've been torn down this whole week. No, just kidding. But if you don't know, my beautiful wife has come back uh, to me. Uh, she was out of town. She didn't leave me. For those of you watching, I forget. You know, I have I have a problem. Not a problem, but I have a thing where I forget. Not everybody knows me personally, so if they hear me joke. You may think I'm serious. So, we have a great relationship. We love each other. <laughs> yeah, she went out of town, and uh, I haven't eaten since Monday. So, uh, Lord, help me. I went on a forced fast. Just kidding. Uh, but anyways, what was I saying? Um, yeah, it, numbers. Yeah, it's a, well, it's a lot easier to serve the Lord when you have people building you up rather than tearing you down. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I said, look, everything, like, when people, every time somebody talks to you, they should always leave your presence encouraged. They should never leave you and be like, man, I really, like, there are some people that I've talked to on the phone. Oh, this is just thinking about it already. Like, you know, Z, don't be that person when I think about you or I'm like, oh my gosh. But like, there's people on the phone. There's two types of people. One, that like you talk on the phone, and you're like, after you hang up the phone, you're like, man, I can take on the world right now. You know, you're excited. You're thinking about what can I do? You know, what can I change? What improvements I'm going to make? And then there's people on the phone where like, you're on the phone and you can literally place it right here. You can be like, hello, and then come back 10 minutes later, and they're still talking, and you're like, man, when is this person going to shut up, you know, or you, you're talking to them, and it's like, man, I thought you were saved, like, <laughs> what's going on, but, you know, or like, man, I, I, next time I see their name, I'm not, I'm not answering that phone call, I have people like that on my phone, Marari does, oh, Marari is my people on my phone, no, I'm just kidding, uh, I, I put next to their name, don't answer, <laughs> I'm just kidding, uh, nobody look at my caller ID. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we're to be encouraged. And this Young Adults is going to be a place of encouragement. It's going to be a place of prosperity. It's going to be a place of joy. It's going to be, I love Young Adults nights. Uh, th- we, we were saying, you should be so excited to invite somebody to here. It, it, invite somebody in here. To invite somebody here. You know, you shouldn't be like, Come Sunday. You know, you should be excited to invite somebody. And so uh, we're going to do our best to, you know, bring the best type of content, bring the best type of uh, services to you. And, uh, yeah, 2022 is not over, not counting off December. We have a lot of things happening. But 2023 is going to be a huge year. And I believe that every single one of you is going to play a part in it. So uh, get connected. Don't miss out. And uh, I'll tell you. You will not be disappointed. If your life has increased since you've been a part of the ministry this year, raise your hand. Me personally. And that's exactly how it should be. You, like Courtney said, her offering message was blessing me. Uh, was because it, it sounds, it almost sounds like, it almost sounds like, okay, I'm pushing it. When you say, like, my last year shouldn't be better than my next year. Shouldn't be, yeah. My next year should be better than this year. Because you almost like your 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 physical mind says like, well, you know, I had a pretty great year this year, and you know, it'd be really hard to top that, and like, or it starts to say like, well, uh, you know, my position only offers this, I can only go so much higher, or it's easy to say like, you know, oh, we gave a lot, like, you know, I mean, what we did, yeah, what we did this year was just like insane, but we literally started off, I I I, the Lord reminded me. What you did this year 
you were speaking at the beginning of the year. It wasn't like we just woke up one day in June and said like, oh, let's do this. No, we set out at the beginning of the year and made it a point. And when we did that, the Lord honored that because we never wavered off of that. You know, because what happens, sorry, I'm used to having my foot back here. So like I keep walking backwards from the thing, which is funny. Anyways, I probably shouldn't have said that out loud. You know, I'm not an actor. I didn't take acting classes. And, you know, nobody gave me a lesson on how to walk, so it's okay. Uh, but, you know, you're, you, you make goals and stuff, and then by June or New Year, how many of you have already failed at your New Year's resolutions? Actually, don't raise your hand for that. But have you ever made a New Year's resolution? I'm going to have a six-pack by June. Or, like, you know, I'm going to do six miles. Somebody, I saw somebody write in a comment section of a live a while back. And they said, my goal is to, I, I hate reading books, and my goal for this month is to read two hours a day. That's really hard, even if you love reading books. So, you know, I probably, I wonder if they're watching right now. <laughs> Anyways, the Lord loves you. He knows your heart. Uh, but, where am I going with this? Lord, this is great. Anyways, be excited. It's going to be a big year. And uh, your life isn't going to look the same next year as it did this year. Next year, you should, be, you should look different. You should act different. You should walk different. You should have different things. You should be a different person. Everything you do should be greater. I, it's, I've never decreased in my life. I've never decreased in my life. And so that's the biblical way. We've talked about this in the leadership series. We talked about this in the services. In the world, if you don't have much, then they try to find every single way to give you something. But, you know, food stamps, welfare, um, unemployment, whatever. If you don't, basically, if you don't want to work, you don't have to work. You can move to California and get paid $700 a month to, to, like, have a phone. You get a free phone, get free meals. They pay you $700 a month, you know. If you, you don't have to even try, it, you know. And so, where am I going with that? There was a good point to that. Increase. Thank you. Uh, you know, you should increase. You should not look the same. And I tell you today, you won't look the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Who receives that? I receive that. This young adults is gonna be crazy. One of our one of our visions for the young adults is that the biggest give the biggest lump sum would come out of the young adults group. And I believe that. You you Last year, uh, I mean, not last year, last service, I said, people in here whose families don't own houses will be the first one in their families to own houses. The first one, debt-free houses, not just own, because you can go get a house, debt-free houses, debt-free cars, debt-free property, give away houses. You, that's why the statistic of your seven closest friends are within your 15% of your income is is like that, because you're th- you think different, you act different, and so... It's going to be a good year. Amen. It's a great year. Now, what I'm actually going to talk about is, no, I'm just kidding. The seven ways to stick to your notes. I'm just kidding. I had somebody come up to me after last service and said, they, they didn't even say, like, great job. They said, you stood on topic. I was like, amen. Great. That was my goal. <laughs> Courtney's like, what was your message? <laughs> She's like, what are your notes? Make sure it's from heaven. I'm like, okay. All right. I guess it wasn't from heaven last time. But it's good. Amen. I'm glad to be here. I love young adults. That's where I stopped. I love young adults. Like, this is my favorite 
service. I mean, the Sunday is the Lord's Day, but this is my second favorite service. So, amen. We're here to, we're here to have fun. All right. So, I have two titles because neither one of them really made too much sense. So, I'm just kidding. I have two titles. One is, what are the benefits of being firmed or fixed? And why is it important to be firmed or fixed? And so, uh, I have a couple of points here. And uh, I'm going to start off with a couple of scriptures. Uh, and you can start off with Second uh, Peter uh, 3.10. I actually have my Bible here. Man, it's going to be a good night. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Courtney. I'm sure it's behind me, so I'll just read off of that. Thanks. All right. Uh, can you put in New King James, please? Thank you. All right. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. So this is one of the reasons why it's important to be firm or fixed, uh, it, which is, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat, both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. You can skip to 14. It says, therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found it by him in peace without spot or blameless. And then if you go to Second, Second Peter 2.20, so we're to be found on that day without spot or blameless. 220, 2 Peter 2.20. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. The latter end is worse for them. Did I? Is that the wrong scripture? 2.20. Okay, go back to 2 Peter 3.14. I guess I wrote a typo. 2 Peter 3.14. 3.14. Sorry. 2 Peter 3.14. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found, to be found, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless. Point number one of what are the benefits of being firm is your identity never changes. Your identity never never changes. Point number one, your identity never changes. If you think about this, I'll, I'll get to that. Your identity never changes. So, what, what does that mean? When you're fixed in Christ, sudden changes don't phase you. A, a loss of a job, a loss of a loved one, a change in the weather, some people get really tripped up by that. Daylight savings. You know, people aren't built the same as they were used to be these days. But, uh, you know, anything. Um, you know, a, a, a unexpected payment, a busted tire. No matter what, your identity never changes because you're fixed in Christ. Anything can happen. That's why, actually, unintentionally, they sang a lot of songs that talked about being firm. Christ is my cornerstone. Firm foundation. You know, it, it, it went perfectly with the message. Being, when your identity never changes, it means you're consistent in all times. Say, I'm consistent in all times. 
Ephesians 6.13. The Bible talks about the full armor of, uh, of God. Ephesians 6.13. It says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. It says that you may be able to stand, withstand in the evil day. You know, we're, we're, we're not of this world, but we're on this earth. And so, you know, the, the Bible tests and trials are biblical, biblical, but being defeated isn't biblical. Tests and things may come, but when you're fixed in Christ, you're not shaken, you're not moved, you stand firm, you're consistent, you're consistent before the tire blew out, you're consistent after the tire blew out, you're, nothing can move you. And so it says, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to with, withstand. We are to withstand. It doesn't say uh, take on the whole armor of God and nothing's going to come your way. It says take on the whole armor of God that you will withstand in the evil day. And having done everything, stand. Point number one, your, your identity never changes. Imagine this. If you knew you could not fail, what would you do? If you knew you were 100% guaranteed, what would you do? If you knew you, were, you could not fail, what would you do? I'd dunk. I'm just kidding. Um, the Lord, you know, wasn't, made me fast, not too tall. Lord, gonna, yeah, amen. Number, okay, so number one, your identity never changes. Number two, being fixed allows you to do what God tells you to do. Being fixed allows you to do what God tells you to do. And uh, my B title is, being fixed allows for obedience to God. Being fixed allows for obedience to God. First, First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. If you'd put it up there, please. First Corinthians fifteen uh, fifty eight. It says, uh, "I'm gonna read fifty seven. It says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. But thanks be to God. Say, thanks be to God." Who gives the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, 58, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Say steadfast. steadfast. Immovable. And say always abounding. It says be steadfast, immovable, and always abounding in the work of the Lord. In the what? In the work of the Lord. Remember, number two, being fixed allows for obedience unto God. No, it says always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain to the Lord. Knowing that your labor is not in vain to the Lord. Being number two, being fixed allows for obedience unto God. As, as Christians and children of God, we are to live a life of victory, not defeat. Say, I live a victorious life. It's biblical. It's biblical. Was my grammar bad there? Or what you just like? Oh, okay. Got it. Amen. Uh, I, I say it again. Say, I live a victorious life. 
It's biblical for you to live a victorious life. If you were to live a defeated, sad life, you'd actually be out of order with God's will. You'd be out of order with God's will. When you're, you're in relation with, uh, with him, when you're fixed in God, when you're firm, founded on his word, you're in relation with him. Trust. Relationship requires trust, right? If you're married in here, how many have trust your spouse? How many you trust your spouse with a knife? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's not even my notes. So that's just funny. Uh, how many you trust your spouse driving? I'll put my hand down here. People think I'm a gentleman. I just want to live past 25. Lord knows. Uh, there's a meme I probably should have downloaded and put it up there, but it's like there's this lady. Never mind. Probably shouldn't say that. It's okay. There's, there's this lady who says, like, she's driving, and she's, like, on the left lane. Have you ever met somebody who jumps five lanes right before the exit? That's, like, not cool, especially in Houston. It's, like, full-on traffic, and they're, like, all right, uh, good luck, everybody, and they grab the wheel like that, and they're just, like, you know, Bree, you know. Half the time, Bree's got zip ties on her car. You know, I heard Brie has more zip ties than lug nuts on her car. I mean, it's, it's, but praise God, you know, praise God. But uh, where was it going with that, Courtney? Can you, where was it going with that being fixed? Your trust, trust, sorry. Trust. You trust your spouse. Maybe not with driving, but you trust your spouse. Uh, and so when you're in relation with the Lord, you trust the Lord. B, I mean, number, number two, not B. Being filled allows for obedience to God. Being filled, fixed, sorry, being fixed allows for obedience with God. Sorry, this is just great. It's like I'm like laughing while trying to talk at the same time, and I'm trying to stay on my notes because that's, that's good. Uh, being fixed allows for obedience to God. Trust, you're in a relationship. If, I, if you don't trust somebody, you're most likely not going to listen to them the first time they do, say to do something. Have you, when, you have, when you're questioning somebody's ability and they tell you to do something, what, what's the first thing you ask? Why? How? When? You know, you, you start asking. You have to know, every, you almost have to be guaranteed it's going to work before you do it. That's not trust. If you need, if you need, if you need to know every single thing, before you do something, that requires no trust, no faith. You're just, doing, you're just doing it. But when you're, so number B, being fixed allows for obedience to God. When you trust the Lord, when you're, when you're in relation with the Lord, when he says to do something, you're not questioning to do it, you do it. The Holy Spirit helps you to do it. The Holy Spirit inside of you, he's your intercessor. He's your standby. He's your helper. Jesus said, I go away, but another one comes, one who's going to help you, intercedes for you, standbys. When you're in relationship, you trust the Lord. And so you begin to do what he says to do. And if you know, doing what the Lord says to do gets you to some, some good places. The, uh, Dr. Paul Yunchi actually said um, in his book, the 21 Foolish Things, who knows, may do a, we're going to start a live stream on that. It's a really good book, but the book's called 21 Foolish Things, uh, 
foolish things that people do. 20, or maybe 21 things of a foolish person, but whatever. But in his book, it says, any step taken outside of God is a step into disaster. Any step taken outside of God is a step into disaster. Not every door is an open door. Not every door was really opened by God. Some are satanic traps in disguise. The Bible even talks about wolves in sheep's clothing. Not every door is a door from God. And so, remember, any step taken, Dr. Paul Yunchi, any step taken outside of God is a step into disaster. If you're not on the right path, you're on the wrong path. If you're not on the right path, you're not on the wrong you you're on the wrong path. The Bible the Bible says thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So you what is it what happens when you're being fixed? When you're being fixed, being fixed allows you to be obedient to God's word. That's number 2. And so when you're fixed and you trust and you're in his word, every step you take has a light. There's the Bible says a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So as I go, there's a light on my path. And so I can walk, I can walk. I'm not walking in darkness hoping that something doesn't happen, but I'm walking in confidence. I'm walking in joy. I'm walking in trust. I'm walking in, in, in assurance that every step I take is, a, is, is the right step. I'm not, when something happens, I'm not moved to the number, what was number one? Number one was your identity never changes. Number two, being fixed allows for obedience to God. When something happens, I'm not, well, well, let me get off. Let me try this path. Or let me try this path. Or let me try this path. When something happens, as long as that lamp is unto my path, I know that's my path that I'm going to take. I'm not trying to step off into left, you know, let me see what's down this path or or what's down this path. Remember. Not every door is an open door from God. And so, uh, you know, I was telling somebody uh, before service that I used to work for Texans, Houston Texans, right? The football team, um, they suck really bad. I don't know why anybody watches football, to be honest with you. Baseball is way better of a sport. I almost would watch cricket over. I'd watch the golf channel over football, which says a lot. I like playing golf, golf channel, not as fun, but I'd still watch it. Uh, but uh, I used to work for the Houston Texans. And so I was basically the guy who made sure all the cameras looked good when they were on TV. So you can thank me for those two years. Uh, I was, uh, yeah, don't worry. I messed up like 30 times. So it was okay. What was funny, get this, to even get the position, they, uh, the company that I was under technically, they... I had no, it was called color shading. I really hope nobody from the Texans is watching this. Could get in so much trouble. Uh, but it's called color shading. Basically, I sit there with all the cameras each on a screen, and I have a scope, and I read the color. You know, color has readings, and, you know, light has readings. So I make sure that, like, white is exactly at the white it's supposed to be. And so, you know, you have, when you're in an open stadium, the sun moves shades happen you know and so you have to make sure everything looks good all the time and so there was only two people who did that and uh when you're when you're there 
everybody who works for the Texans almost works for the Astros. Everybody who works for the Astros basically works for U of H. The same camera guy for Texans, Rodeo, Astros, U of H, Rice University, he works all the events. He's my friend. I know him. I follow him on Snapchat. I see him at literally every event. But that's how it is because they don't, they don't trust anybody else to do the job. So they start seeing, oh, who do you work for? Or who does this? Who does your stuff? So I'm in one of the only two video shaders in that position. I'm like super young, uh, but they told me to lie and said I've done this before. So uh, the first time I met the director of Texans broadcast, He's like, yeah, so uh, you're, you're going to be the new video shader. Like, uh, tell me about yourself. I said, he's like, so you, you've done video shading before, right? And, uh, and I, all I could say was, I may, I may have done it a little bit in my past. <laughs> you know, I technically wasn't lying. You know, I did it like I touched the controller right before I started. So I did do something. But uh, he was like, great. All right, go ahead. And never talked about it ever again. But I was there for uh, two and a half years. And so, you know, that's a great position. That's a position to be in. You're almost like guaranteed security because, you know, you know everybody else is going to ask for you. And, you know, I'm the youngest. So everybody who get this, everybody who works for, like, Texans and stuff, they're, like, 65 years old. Like, they're the people who, like, wrote the books. Uh, and so um, the only they, – but they start off as interns when they're, like, 18. So really, the, they say the only way you can get in is like somebody dies or like somebody like specifically asks for you. Because it's not like, have you ever seen a like an ad for like Texans video broadcaster? No, because they they don't. I don't think y'all'd ever search for that, anyways. <laughs> but uh, the point I'm trying to make is, you know, I could have stayed there and been like, "This is great, Lord. I'm the only two here. I'm watching Sundays on my phone. Like, you know, I'm not missing church technically because I'm watching it on my phone." But then after the second season, I was like, this, this isn't right. Even when I was there on Sunday mornings, I was like, this isn't right. It, like, what the heck am I doing? Honestly, I don't even know what I was doing. Pastor, where are you? Where were you? Lord? <laughs> but I knew it was wrong. Something didn't feel right. And so, you know, I could have easily stayed there or whatever, but I, I told them uh, before the season's third season started, I said, look, I can't do it. Like, I, I go to church. Like, I can't miss church. Like, I'm, I'm going to be in the house of the Lord. So, but if I thought, like, man, the Lord's opening this door for me. I've heard somebody say, like, the Lord's blessing me. I get to go away on this trip, and, like, I'm only going to be gone, like, eight Sundays out of the year. Like, or, like, and next thing you know, you never see him again. You never see him again. They took the, Lord, the door that the Lord opened for them, and you never hear from him again. Next thing you know, a year later, they start posting. It's so funny. It's like. Oh, my gosh. It's like the same spirit, just a different person. Because people who are saved that I, fought, that I went to Bible school with, uh, it's funny because, you know, you don't hear from them from a long time. And then, you know, they, they, they start posting stuff. And then, like, a year goes by. And then they post, like, you can tell they're at a club, but they don't post, like, I'm at a club. And so, like, you just see the background. And so you're like, you're an idiot. We all know you're at the club. That's definitely not church. Like, I don't remember seeing it that in the sanctuary. Uh, that's definitely a DJ, like you know. And then, and then they go from that to like, then they pan the room. You're like, you know, it's like a month later they've upgraded to panning the room. And then you're like, okay, well now we really know you're at the club, okay. And then like two months later they post like a drink by itself, but it's not like a hard drink. It's just like a martini or something. And it's like they have, like, something on the rim. They're, like, slight, you know. 
And then they're posting like shots on the weekend. You know, it goes from, it's a set, it's like a steady decline. Okay, Marari, you need to hide me from your stories. Okay, I'm just kidding. But it's, it's, the, same, it's the same thing. And it's a, it happens with every person that begins to, they were fixed in the word. They had the lamp unto their feet and the light unto their path. They were walking straight. And then, oh, this open door or, or oh, this person came back into my life. Or, oh, um, this guy, he's, like, just, you know, getting into church and, like, oh, you know, I, I, he's cool, you know. Or, you know, this girl, you know, she DM'd me back in school. We were, like, the thing. And, you know, I'm single right now, so why not, right? It, it's, like, it's, like, the cares of this world came somewhere. And, and where, where their eyes were fixed and their feet were fixed on the path, something came and bumped them so easy. It was just, like, a little... It was just like a little bump. And that's why that scripture says, put on the full armor of God that you would withstand. And so every morning you have to make a decision. I'm going to fix myself on his word. I'm not being moved. I'm not letting anybody take out of me, I, take, take, take me out. And so that's a decision we have to make. And the Lord helps you. The Lord helps you. It's, it becomes easy when you literally say, Lord, help me, you, you can ask the Lord for his help. Lord, help me to understand your word. Lord, give me a hunger that I may know you. Lord, make yourself even more real to me. Put your hand on your head when you sit down before you read and say, Lord, I receive a fresh touch this morning. Do what you got to do. Call somebody. Make an accountability partner. But whatever you do, keep yourself fixed on his word. Because as soon as you begin to, you know, loosen the bolt, right? You tie, your bolt's tight and you're on this word. And then you, your bolt becomes looser and looser and looser. It doesn't become loose after the first turn. But the second turn, it becomes looser. Third turn is looser. Fourth turn is looser. And then before you know it, you're free to move. And you know what? You're always free to move. You're, the Lord never he will never grab your hand and say you're going to serve me whether you like it or not but he opens the door for you he opens his arms for you he sent his son jesus to die that you would be saved he says to choose i give you life and i give you death but choose life and so stay stay fixed on his path stay fixed on his word don't let the cares of the world cost you eternity don't let the cares of this world cost you eternity. And so, number two, being fixed allows for obedience to God. You want to be obedient for God because he loves you and he has a wonderful plan for your life. You're in a relationship with him. You know him. When he says move, you'll move. John 10, 27, 28. If you'd put it up there, please. John 10, 27, 28. It says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. 28. And I give them eternal life. Say eternal life. And they shall never perish. Say never perish. Not they may perish, 
but they shall, ne shall never perish. If you're taking notes, write that down, write down, shall never perish. Say this out loud, say, I will never perish. And I give to them, go back one, 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. 28. And I give them, because I, they follow me, because, catch that, because they follow me. And I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. They shall never perish, neither shall, they, shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Amen. Number two, being fixed allows for obedience to God. They shall never perish. No man shall pluck them out of my hand. No man shall ever pluck you out of the Lord's hand. The devil may try his best. He may try whatever. But guess what? The devil's best is still not good enough to snatch you out of his hand. Amen. I think you can get a better amen than that. Amen. The devil can try his hardest. He could try 20 times harder than his hardest. But as long as you're fixed, anything he throws at you can never harm you, can never touch one hair on your head. Touch not my anointed ones. In Jesus' name, amen. I declare over you, nothing that used to trip you up and was an easy trip up for you will be a trip up for you this next month. In Jesus' name. And if you receive that, say amen. amen. Number three. So number one was your identity never changes. The storms come, the wind blows, but being fixed on his foundation. Number two. Being fixed allows for obedience to God. Being fixed allows for obedience to God. Number, and number three, being, why is it important to be firm? Or what are the benefits of being firm? You are able to witness of God's glory. Your life looks different. Say witness. You are able to be a witness, a witness of God's glory. Now, what's a witness? A witness is somebody who has been a witness. <laughs> a witness is somebody who's seen something, who's, who has firsthand knowledge of something. They don't call, there's something, okay, I didn't watch the full thing, but I know all y'all did. Who watched the Johnny Depp uh, Amber Heard thing? All right, now y'all are scared to raise your hand. I've heard y'all talk about it. I don't want to hear. But there was, what was a word they used a lot? It was hearsay. Hearsay. It'd be like, yeah, they told me, hearsay. It'd be like, um, I heard them say, hearsay. Because you can't be a witness of something you don't understand, something you've never experienced, something you didn't experience. Hearsay. Tell Courtney that won't get in the car. Hearsay. <laughs> Me and Courtney have a lot of fun. Like we're two peas in a pod. I always, if I would, if I could choose anybody, I'd marry Courtney again because it's fun. It's a good time. I haven't seen you in a week, so you know you look good. Uh, amen. If you're watching on live stream, 
She's a blonde. Uh, I'm just pointing to the crowd. They probably have no idea who I'm talking about. Uh, anyways, you're, be, you're able to be a witness, all right? Uh, so, yeah, that's good. Amen. I have a hot wife. It's nice. I waited 24 years for that. You know, you sue me or whatever. Uh, but the Lord is good. All right. So number three, you are able to be a witness of God's glory. Amen. Your life looks different. You won't have a hearsay relationship with the Lord, but you'll have a witness relationship with the Lord. Hearsay? Nope. You'll be able to say, I have tasted and seen the good of the Lamb. Amen. Amen. How much better is it to say, man, that, like, when you go to, like, Ruth's Chris or something, you can be like, man, that steak is so good. It's a different type of thing than when you said, yeah, I heard that's good. You're like, yeah, I heard that steak was good. But when you've had the steak, you're like, that steak, man, the marble, they do the marble great. Like, it's crispy on top. Like, it's perfectly cooked in the center. And then you mix it with their whipped mashed potato. Okay, am I hungry? Where's Jocelyn? Jocelyn does the perfect greens, beans, tomatoes. Amen. She does the best version. I'm pretty sure she's the original recording, and she put a different footage on it. But anyways, you know, when you've had a good steak, you're able to talk about it. When you had good tamales, oh, Christmas time coming up, huh? Tamales, pozole, menudo. Mm, I heard some tripas uh, churn for a second there. Chris, you're hungry, huh? No, just kidding. <laughs> Listen, Chris, conchas, some fresh. Have you been at El Bolillo? And they just bring out the fresh tray of conchas, and you can literally, like, you open the door, and it's like, psh, you, like, somebody's grandma's, like, whipped over concha, like, just hits you in the face. You go to your grandma's house, and you hear, like, like, you know it's going down. You know it's going down. But what, what am I saying here? You, all these things I'm excited about, because I've had them before. I've had them before. Like, if, like if somebody says, like, you know how when people, like, Mexicans are really defendant on their tamales. Like, everybody's mom makes the best tamales, okay? Let's be real. We don't talk about it much in the community, but everybody's mom makes the best tamales. We get it. Your mom doesn't make good tamales. My grandma makes good tamales. <laughs> but why? It's like, it's like when you hear tamales, you're like, mm, man, that sounds so good. They make so And then somebody else says, man, my mom makes great tamales. And instantly you're like, no, nah, they're probably not that good. Like, you don't know what good is. Like, this was, that's choro. They give you choro, you know? Like, sorry, is that a bad word? Did I cuss in Spanish, Lord? Good. All right, good. Number four in English terms, you know? Choro number four, whatever you want to call it. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. If you're, if you're on live and your kids are around, you, they learn too much. My, my wife's family is, um, how do I say this? Very not Mexican. Okay, that's how you say it. They're very not Mexican. So I come into the, like, the house. It's funny. I've, like, ruined every Christmas card. It's, like, it's, like, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, white, Cajun, and then there's, like, me. I don't look like I'm that Mexican, but in that photo, I look very Mexican. I mean, I look mega Mexican. Like, instant deportation when you look at our Christmas card. Like, it's bad. But they love me. And you know what? I'm going to make a shirt that says that. Instant deportation. That was good. Man, I don't even practice that. That was just funny. 
My mom, if I pull out my phone, Pastor is probably texting me right now, like, what the heck are you saying? Instant deportation from the power of church. <laughs> but I come around and start saying all these words, and, uh, you know, now my Cajun family knows the word chodo. Amen. All right. But why am I excited about all this, and why did y'all all understand what I was saying right now? Because you've witnessed, you've tasted, you've had those things before. So you're able to get excited about it. And so when you, are a, when, when you are fixed in Christ, you are able to be a witness of God's glory. Your, your life looks different. For those of you that went to Paul, uh, Dr. Paul Unity services, and not, I know not everybody went, but if you did, from then to now, your life looks different. Something happened inside of you. Something changed. When you have an encounter with the Lord, something changes. And so, you know, it's our job to guard that. It's our job to make sure that, you know, people can, people can you know, with new, newer believers, they'll say, like, why don't I run on the floor? Or, like, why don't, why does, they'll instantly look at somebody who's, like, on the floor screaming or something and say, like, why don't I get, you know, why don't I get touched like that? Like, I'm never going to do anything because I don't get touched like that. Well, guess what? You can get touched like that and a week later live a life of hell because you've never guarded. You weren't fixed. You had an experience. Your, your encounter with the Lord turned into an experience with the Lord. And, and so you have to stay fixed. We're not to have experiences with the Lord. We're to be in constant communion with Christ. The way the, your walk with the Lord should feel even more fresh a year from now. You're walk, you shouldn't be like, oh, I've matured. I'm a mature believer. No, you should always be ever growing. You should always be in constant communion, always up and never down. You know, it, we've, been, we've been here at the Power of Church for 11 years, and we're growing. And, you know, we, you know, there's been opportunities to stop growing. We could easily not grow or whatever, but we're going up and up and up. Why? Because... Everything with the, that has to do with the Lord only gets better and better and better. If it gets worse, something isn't right. Something is not right. Remember, the biblical way of prosperity is, for those who have more, I will give them even more. And those who have less, even the little they have will be taken. The Bible's way of doing things is very different than the world's way of doing things. And so... Uh, you are able to be witness of God's glory, not a hearsay. You're not going to have a hearsay relationship. I heard he was good. I heard he could do this, or I heard he gives people joy, or I heard he, he can take away my pain. But you'll be able to say, look what the Lord has done in my life. There's a weight that is carried when you've experienced what the Lord has done for you. It's different to say the Lord has healed me uh, than it is to say the Lord healed that person. Because you know that you know that you know you are a witness of God's goodness. So <clears throat> when you are a witness of God's and, and you have an encounter with the Lord, when you encounter the Lord, you begin, what you watch is different. What you, what, who you hang around with feels different. The people you associate yourself, you go back to the same friends. After, even, even after a service like this, a, a young adult service, you go back to your old friends and something's like, mm, eh. But then you have a choice there. That, that's, you, that's conviction. 
That's conviction. You have a choice. Am I going to push this off to the side? Or am I just going to be, mm, same old, same old business? You know, I'm just going to, I went and I'm good. You had the, the Lord gives you a choice. And so what, when you encounter the Lord, you have to make decisions. Why don't things feel different? Why do things feel different? Why do the same friends you hang around with suddenly feel different? Why does even what you eat feels different? I mean, I know ever since like Paul, Paul, the Dr. Paul messages, I'm our, our meetings. I wasn't the same from that Monday to this Monday. I'm a different George. It, it was an instant notice. And so, you know, I, I, I like YouTube. I don't watch much TV, but I like YouTube. And so I would watch golf channel. I would watch golf videos. I'd watch all this, like, not just like one. I'd watch like, you know, I'd be like, Courtney, you can go ahead and do your whole nighttime routine. I'm going to watch these videos. <laughs> like, go ahead and do your thing. But now it's kind of, it's even like, man, I went from watching those, like having a hunger for watching those videos because, you know, you enjoy things and it's okay to enjoy things. I still want to go play golf. I meant to go play golf this week. Didn't end up playing golf. I'll play golf Monday before I go to New Orleans. But it's, it's, it, you, your desires completely change. You know, it's like I, you go from watching this to then you're like, okay, let's see, let's see what this message has to say. You start putting, you find yourself putting on, instead of turning on the radio to see whatever's on, you begin to say, well, let me put on this John Osteen message, or let me put on this um, Jesse DePlanis message, or whatever. You begin to do things differently. Your desires have changed. Number three, you are able to be a witness of God's glory. And so because your desires have changed, and because everything uh, in the worship team can come back up. I'm winding down. And because your desires have changed, what you eat changes, what you wear changes, how you act changes, who you associate yourself changes. What does that mean? Because all that has was changed, guess what? You're different. You're not the same person. You're not the same person. You're different. And so um, people of the world take notice of that. You're different. When you begin to say, I'm not going to do that. Or, you know, everybody's your friend until you want to do something else. And then it's like, uh, but I thought you were my friend. <laughs> and then they're like, no, nah, you're good. Like, Go ahead. And then, you know, they start new group chats. And then I'll, I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to get anybody mad over here. So we have friends in the past. But, you know, you, you, you begin to see a change in yourself and people. The world changes, sees a change in you. Why? Because you're different. Remember, we're on this world, but we're not of this world. The spirit that comes inside of you is not an earthly spirit. It's a heavenly spirit. We have a body, but we also have a spirit and a soul. It's different. And so people take notice of that. Number three, you are able to be a witness of God's glory. Your life looks different. Who you spend your time with, what you do, what you watch, what you allow into your ears. Pastor Sandy always told me growing up, don't be a trash can. Don't let anybody just say whatever they want into your ears. Don't just sit around and listen to anybody what they want to say. Be, be very picky and very selective on what you let people tell you. When you let them tell you, people will take as much as you give them. And so when, when, when you become different, you know, you have this encounter and now you're different. It requires you to do different things. 
You can't be different doing the same things. You may be different for a second, but if you begin to do the old things, you're not different. You're still the same person. But you have a choice. Am I going to continue on this? The Lord's given me the grace to do something, and he does. If you decide, you may think at first, man, this is hard. Like, how am I just going to leave them, or how am I just going to do this? But you'll, be, you'll actually find out that people respect you. The same people that make fun of you respect you secretly. If you were if the same people, I used, to have, I used to have friends, co-workers, I worked every single day with them. They had literally, I kid you not, without fail, offer me drinks, offer to take me to Hooters, offer to do all this stuff because they knew who I was. And you know what? If I would have said, all right, let's go to Hooters, I guarantee you they would have been very, very disappointed. They would have been very, very, like, almost hurt because you're different. The reason they play with you like that is because you're different. And so they re- there's a respect that the world has for you when you're different. And you know what? The same people who make fun of you are the same people who secretly come to you in prayer. Say, hey, can you pray for me today? Or, man, you know, my wife, this or that. Or they, they're the ones, the first ones to come to you. Because secretly, they're hoping that you don't fail. And so when you're different, at first you may feel a certain way. But then your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You have the full armor of God on. And so you can withstand anything that comes at you. First uh, Samuel 16, 7. If you'd put it up there, please. First Samuel 16, 7. First Samuel 16, 7. It says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance. Is this the right one? Because I refused him. The Lord does not see man for the man. Okay. That's the scripture I was going to read. Remember, the man, when you're different, man look at on the outward appearance, but God look at the heart. When things get shaken up, you don't run back and hide. You are strong when others are weak. You are strong when others are weak. Say, I am strong when others are weak. What is the benefit? You are able, number one, your identity never changes. Say, my identity never changes. Number two, being fixed allows for obedience to God. Say, I will be obedient to God. And number three, you are able to be a witness of God's glory. Your life looks different. Say, I will be a witness of God's glory. I will be a witness of God's glory. Say that again. When things get shaken up, you don't run because you are strong. You are not weak. And so uh, one of my final scriptures is Proverbs 10.25. I literally walked around the house saying this over and over and over again. These are one of the scriptures you want to get instilled into you. Um, so that way when anything comes... Proverbs 10, 25. It says, when the whirlwind passes by, the wicked is no more. But the righteous has an everlasting foundation. When the whirlwind passes by, the wicked is what? No more. The wicked is no more. But the righteous have an everlasting foundation. When the whirlwind passes by, the wicked is no more. But the righteous, how many of you have righteous? 
Amen. Uh, I guess we have some. How many are righteous here tonight? The righteous has an everlasting foundation. So I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures to stand on. So if you're taking notes, here are some scriptures and we'll read them. The first one is Proverbs 10.25. When the whirlwind passes by, the wicked is no more, but the righteous has an everlasting foundation. The next scripture is Psalms 55.22. Psalms 55.22, if you're taking notes. Cast your burden onto the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. He shall sustain you, and he shall never permit that you would be moved. These are scriptures to stand on. Psalms 55, 22, cast your burden unto the Lord. And you can take these and turn them into prayers. Pray these scriptures over your life. Grab this scripture and make it to yourself. Say, Lord, I cast my burdens unto you. And I know that you shall sustain me. You shall permit that I would never be moved. Turn these scriptures into prayers for over your life. The third scripture is Psalms 16, 8. <clears throat> You're taking notes, Proverbs 10, 25, Psalms 55, 22. And the third one is Psalms 16, 8. It says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is my right hand and I shall not be moved. Psalm 16, 8. And the last one is, is Psalms 23, 3. It says, he restores my soul. Say, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. Again, remember, he leads me into paths of righteousness. Not, he finds me in paths of righteousness. Not, he hopes I'm in a path of righteousness. Not, I, one day I'll be in a path of righteousness. But the Bible says, he leads me in a path of righteousness. Here, step this way. He leads me in a path of righteousness. He doesn't say, all right, here's 30 roads. Pick one, and I hope you're going to land on the righteous road. No, he says, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Go to the next verse. Ye, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anointeth my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the day. Say, all. All the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Amen. And so if you'd stand up, we're going to go into the next part of our service. Don't leave now if you're planning on running away. And so, you know, th this message, I believe, was for somebody. Um, and so, you know, we're going in towards the end of the year. A lot of holiday parties, a lot of uh, end of the year things happening, all this stuff. And so let this end of the year be the best end of the year you've ever had. 
Don't go, don't say, well, I'll wait till 2023 and, you know, I'll really make my mark there. But let 2022 end on a high note. Don't let every year end off and be like, man, I really messed up this year. But you know what? Next year I'm going to be, I'm going to do it. Let tonight be the night where you say, this is it. This is the day that I am turning my life around. And so this message was an awesome message. And so it's so important to be fixed on the Lord because he loves you. He loves you. Why are all these scriptures even in the Bible? Because he loves you. And he has a wonderful plan for your life. You know, the cares of the world try to get you off every opportunity they have so that you wouldn't be in communion with him. But the Bible, he says, I have given you my son that you may have everlasting life. The one who committed no sin, the one who innocently died for your sins. Us being guilty, he gave his only begotten son so that we would not perish and and have everlasting life. Imagine that. An innocent man was given so that you could live an eternal life. So that every wash, every sand stain of sin would be removed from your life because he loved you. Because he created you to worship him in constant communion. He could have said, all right, see you later. Cleaned his hands, threw some fire down and said, all right, I'll start over. But he loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Never, never, ever take lightly what was done on the cross, what was done. And so you may say tonight, I, I, I haven't, uh, with every head bowed, every eye closed, you may say tonight, I, 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 you know, I, I, the first one is, I don't know the Lord. I've never accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. You know, I, I, and, and I would like to know him tonight. I want my life to be different. I don't want to live the same life I've always lived. I don't want to live the life my parents lived. I don't want to live the life my, I've, I've known. But you say, I want to be saved today. You can raise your hand now, and, and everybody with their eyes closed and their head bowed. And so the second call is, thank you. And so the second call is, I don't want this year to end off on a bad note. I want this year to be the best year that I've ever had ending, and next year to be the best year I've ever had starting. And so actually... I'm going I'm to I'm do, do a call for everybody, but uh, if you would like to, if you say, I've gone away from the things of the Lord, or maybe I'm not the, on fire for the Lord like I should be, or maybe I've missed some things here, you know, the Lord is a forgiving God. He loves you. Even you're here on a Friday night, He loves you. And so if, if you say, I need to come back to the Lord, I need to make things right. I want my life to be fixed in his path. I want what the Lord has for me. I, uh, go ahead, raise your hand. We, uh, and with every head bowed still and every eye closed, raise your hand if you'd like to come back in to constant communion with the Lord. And the third call is, if, you, if, if there's any healing you need in your body, you may say, you know, I, 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 need, I need healing or I need prayer or any general prayer. 
uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and do that. But uh, if you raise your hand for any one of those calls, uh, I'd like you to uh, come up to the front here. And we, uh, the Bible says, uh, if you're ashamed before me, I'll be ashamed uh, before you in front of my father. So if you raise your hand for any one of those three, come up here to the altar. We're going to say a quick prayer for you. And uh, let's go ahead and give a clap as people make their way up here. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in. Don't forget, you can always stay up to date with us and even message us on Instagram at YA underscore power of love. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next one.